your headphones on. I don't want to have the headphones on. Put them on your headphones. Put them. This place sucks. David got us all headphones. And you all right, so today's podcast is a morning podcast. So we're trading cut water for coffee uh, or an unmentioned beverage that doesn't need to be. What's in yours? Orange juice? You should not drink orange juice out of those. Water. A water. Yeah. yeah. You got coffee. Water. She's got coffee. Oh, I should probably put the bent sticker out. Nobody wants to see my puppy. No. I put that on there for uh, you. Everybody wants to see your puppy. That's a raising cane's puppy. That's a raising I, I, why does everything have to be off? That's no, gross. It wasn't. <clears throat> All right, so good morning, everybody. Uh, and we're going to try this out. We're going to get interrupted, I'm sure, because it's business hours. Uh, the shop opens in five minutes. Uh, we're just going to throw it out there and see what happens. I think we want to talk mostly right now, just do more technical stuff. That's why it, we're all fresh in the morning and we all are are getting ready to to get to work. And this is when we actually are not, you know, drinking cut waters and not understanding technical stuff. <laughs> I think anymore. we're going to have a cohesive podcast today. I think we might have an intelligent, cohesive conversation uh, where I'm not throwing chips at a dog. Not so. a chance. Carlos, we've come done, here. We've done several. <laughs> we've done several 392 builds in the last month, and I think we've touched on a little bit of it on the last podcast. But I just want to go into some of the things that you know people who are out there buying 392s right now might want to consider or not consider purchasing because they haven't been around forever and they are a little bit different than you know the regular JL builds. Um, one of the things we found, we just did one where we put 40s on it and we went up. Now, this was a, a Rubicon Recon, so it already comes from the factory a little bit lifted, right? What do they consider that from the factory already? It's like a one and a half or right? like yeah. one inch lift. It's like a or, little bit bigger than a Rubicon. Yeah, right? Because it's the because uh, it's the Recon. And then we put a four and a half on top of that. Yeah, was it four, four and a half? Either four way, it was it was, it was an Evo. Evo four and a half inch for, enforcer kit. Mm-hmm. So let's say it's a, a for a standard Rubicon. It's it's like a five inch lift for a regular Rubicon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the rear drive shaft was fine. The rear drive shaft looks amazing, but the I always get it wrong. Is it called the Rizepo joint? Riz- I don't know. That's that's Some, what Terraflex calls it. Okay, so that's what they call it. has their Rezepo, which is like basically a higher angle. It's a CV, right? Yeah, so that that joint that Mopar puts on these Jeeps on the transfer case side couldn't handle the angle, and it immediately burned out the rubber boot on it and put grease everywhere. So so if you do more than... I would say more than four. More than four inches, you're going to need for sure a front drive shaft. Because that thing didn't last more than like... 40 miles. It was. Yeah. Now, now guys out there who have regular JLs are going to say, well, no, well, I put, you know, this lift on mine and it's fine. Well, yours has the, the fad, yes. right? And on the Hemi Jeeps, they do a, a, a Mopar fad delete the front axle disconnect, disconnect. Yeah. And so that drive shaft's turning all, all the, time. the time because they are actually like truly all wheel drive. Right. I don't know how. I mean, I don't know what the percentages are front to rear, but they are. In yeah, but drive. it's all wheel drive. What do you think, Hannah? What are you, what's your thoughts on this? Two thumbs up, dude. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I I forget, and Hannah, I know I've got Ah, Jesus, she's right there. Scares the shit <laughs> Thank out you of me. for forgetting about me. I wasn't super involved in that specific process, as far as like 
realizing that that was an upgrade that was going to be needed. And I mean, I guess I helped you install it, but that was my only involvement with that conversation yeah. was just putting it on. So I don't have a ton of opinion, <laughs> to be honest. With she you. knows it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But to your point, though, it is just like whether it's a 392 or whatever vehicle it may be, just the, the information that exists out there, whether it be, you know, what your buddy says or what the forum says or what the internet says that people will come in here with any type of build and be like, I need this, this, and this. And it's like, not really. Right. Cause like we, we yeah. kind of sorted out the things that it did need. Um, but there was also a lot of things, not just with this specific situation, but just in general that like people will think that they need that you don't. You well, know? yeah. And, and with us, and if you guys know us or you've been here, we like to categorize you know, when you come in with a build idea, we want to know what you're, what what you want, right? But then we're going to help you filter that list into needs and wants, right? If you want this stuff, that's fine because we're super down with cool factor, right? You, oh, you, yeah. know, you want something yeah. that's cool. 40s, count me in. Yeah, we're super in on it. So <laughs> Our tire guy's not happy about it, but we are. Sorry, Matt. But then we'll also tell you, you know, okay, well, let, this can be a need or a want, you know? So this is something that you don't necessarily need, but if you want it, let's get it, yeah. right? And then, But then we're going to say, well, on your list, you didn't have this, this, and this. Those are things you're going to need. So we like to work with our customers to make sure that they're going to go out wheeling and not be disappointed because, you know, we didn't, you know, they come in with a list and we build it. That's fine. Yeah. But then they go out and off road and something breaks and they're going to come back and say, well, why didn't you tell us you needed this? We needed this. Well, I don't know. It wasn't on your list. No, we're going to tell you you need this. So, and we're not, you know, we're not trying to upsell you. No, we you know? don't. We don't want to sell you something. Oh, Curtis. Do do yeah. I? Oh, uh, should we? Should you Bobo, hold the, Come on, Bobo. Hold the phone up to the microphone. What does he we want? We don't do transmissions here. No, sorry, Bob. Um, <laughs> Bob's calling. You're probably right going to listen to this. I'm not answering right now. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, text That's us. Hilarious, actually. Yeah. There's there's a lot of people that come in too where they're just like, no, nah, I just want this thing to look cool. I'm never going to off road it, and it's like perfect, man. Like, yeah. not saying that we don't do certain things because of that, but it's like. You know, we could tend to tailor a, a lift around something that's not going to be wheeled super hard. You can tailor, yeah. you know, you don't have to get beadlocks because we're not doing any totally. off-roading. You know, yeah. it's like, hey, we're going to get you a streetable tire instead of like more of a knobby tire that you're going to benefit more in the rocks with, you know, or like a stickier tire. And then there's the other people that are like, I'm going to beat the living daylights out of this thing. Give me everything that's like going to handle yeah. it. Yeah. You What's know? funny too is those guys who want to mall crawl them and we'll build them for them. What is it like a year and they come back and they're like, yeah, yes. I went off so, roading. I'm going <laughs> to, yeah. like, this. can we change this? Yeah. <laughs> they, get the, they get the bug and they get in. Yeah. Um, let's see. What's some other 392 the, stuff we ran into? The only other thing that I could think of, because like you said, it's totally a case by case thing, whether it's a 392 or anything else. It, it depends on, you know, the customer, the wants, the budget, right? For this specific one that we're talking about, I think the only other thing that we found that we were like, we think you should have this was more adequate skid plates. I mean, oh yeah, because this so guy the, wants to wheel this thing. And yeah, and he's already wheeling. And he it. is. Yeah. I mean, they've been a big bear. Yeah. I think like twice. Johnson, and Johnson Valley. Valley. Yeah, so he's wheeling. It. Yeah, he's wheeling uh, the like, shit out of it, which is rad. Yeah, which yeah. is so rad. And, and but he's only got the stock skid plates. And I'm telling you right now, the only skid plate under a 392 Hemi is protecting the transfer case and the fuel tank. That's the it. transmission and the engine are totally exposed. Yeah, and those yeah. things have like a big old expensive muffler hanging off the back of them. Like Artec makes a whole skid just for the exhaust. Oh yeah, the muffler because they have that cutout button in the cab where you can Somebody make the noisier quiet. 
that muffler alone, if you were to damage it and need to get it replaced, is like several thousand dollars. It doesn't surprise me. It's got like yeah. baffles and stuff. Yeah, it's like very, very high tech. Yeah, you know? definitely needs skid plates. Oh, and we we definitely recommend uh, the steering upgrades. Right? What did we put on yeah. that? That, uh, that has RPM steering on it. RPM, yeah. yeah. So, the, uh, and then oh, let's talk about let's talk about we're talking about RPM and high steer. So we put a high steer on that one, mm-hmm. and it's fine. But you got to have a certain amount of lift before you go high steer. Yeah. If you do a high steer on anything, what, under three inches of lift or three and a half inches of lift, you're going to interfere with the frame, right? Yes. The yeah. biggest issue with that, we've gotten away with it with like a Synergy uh, drag link is a lot smaller in diameter. And so when you go to the RPM stuff, it's like, what, two inches or yeah, like a two, two inch. inch thick aluminum bar. So it doesn't sound like much, but that extra bit of thickness now, if you come up and like, say you were to hit bump stop, well, that, that drag link may hit your frame. Mm-hmm. And so for one, you need to have the vehicle bump properly and you need the proper travel shock so that you don't run into that issue. I think that's the biggest thing is like, you yeah. can have a high steer, but you have to bump it out at a certain point where you're not going to hit it. Yeah. yeah. You're going to lose some up travel depending on. And we've been seeing it. a lot of stuff that's been together for a while too, is that springs have been not super adequate and that's sagging true. out mm-hmm. and just because when you lifted your Jeep, it was a three and a half inch lift a year or two later of hard wheeling. Doesn't mean it is. Doesn't anymore. mean that it's three and a half inches in lift right. anymore. Right. Which we're seeing a lot lately. Yeah. Yeah. So. We're, yeah the springs, springs are settling a lot more than um, I think is <laughs> acceptable. Well, I, I agree. I don't <laughs> understand how these springs are not staying correct, correct height for. You feel like that's a recent issue? I don't feel like I've seen it in the past. It's a it's a poor metal issue. Is, I mean, is. I feel like a lot of production has been just affected with like the whole COVID situation, right? I mean, is that yeah, is maybe, it possible that it there's a be. correlation between just you know like maybe we need to, maybe we need to fire up our steel yards here in America and start building our own shit again? I forgot yeah. who I was talking to. I think it was it was more race car <laughs> stuff. It was Swift Springs, I believe, and Swift Springs makes like that's like if you autocross or you do anything like race car related not jeep stuff but they have the same foundry the same like manufacturing plant like everything's done in one place who was i talking to about this i can't remember but they were they took a spring that was like 30 years old and they tested the spring rate on it and took one right off the assembly line and tested it and they were the exact same so it should be their process was the exact same 30 years ago as it is today right you know and it's like it's hard with Jeeps because everybody has big tires, which that doesn't really matter because it's unsprung weight, right? But like now you got a 40 inch tire on the back of your Jeep that's weighing down on that spring. It's going to wear in a lot faster. People have fridges, they have, you know, like accessories galore, you know, big bumpers, everything steel, you know, skid plates, like all that weight that you're adding is always going to sag down a spring faster than if your Jeep was, you know, not stock, but it, maybe, maybe, you know, and, and if there's a spring person out there, who builds springs or works for a spring manufacturer or just is an engineer in springs and understands this shit, email me and then we'll get you on the podcast because this is intriguing to me, right? Like what what if you know how like you bend a coat hanger, right? How many times you bend a coat hanger? Okay, so when I was a kid, coat hangers were made out of metal. Um, not plastic. I have wood ones. Or yeah, they're all plastic now, right? <laughs> you would. Is that like a is it like with your area coated? You yeah, have yeah. to have wood. So so you bend the coat <laughs> hanger. But you have the felt ones too. How many times? <laughs> And then the coat hanger breaks, right? This yeah. metal, metal fatigue, right? So mm-hmm. on my, say my Ford pickup out there that I've had forever, and it's got a spring front end. Well, driving down the road, the motion of that spring is 
an inch or two of movement on its total range of motion throughout at the life of it driving 300,000 300, miles, miles, right? But on my Jeep, when I go off-road, I'm drooping my spring out and potentially stretching the spring and then massively compressing it almost to coil bind, right? Yeah. And I'm stretching it in coil bind, stretching coil bind. Is that what's fucking these springs up? Yeah, they're seeing like way more abuse. Right? So they're seeing (laughs) way more abuse. So we can't be too harsh on it. Whereas like a race car spring, you know, it's just, again, it's just going micro. Right? So I don't know. Uh, There's there's clearly somebody out there who knows way more than we do about this. Sorry. There's, I mean, there's plenty of types of metal that will retain their shape and whatnot and have like a, a memory, if you will, but they're not ideal for, you know, suspension and spring settings, right? Like, yeah. What is, my dad always called it unobtainium. I don't even know what it actually is. You can't but, get it. Don't worry. Yeah. Well, that's what – so they used that when I had braces <laughs> as a kid, like the wire. Yeah. They My orthodontist would show me you tie it in a knot. You could pinch it. You could literally step on it. You could do whatever you want. It would always go boing back to the little shape of my like bite basically. So, yeah. so wild. There's a ton of like – I mean it, it exists, I mean, that's expensive, right? But right? you can't – put that into a shock because then it surgical steel right like you know so yeah i i think that uh i think my opinion is that the manufacturing process is cutting corners for the sake of price and i think that it's just showing now it's also probably like material and how easy it is to get it yeah like you can only recycle so many boats but dude think of the market too (laughs) so in my opinion you go buy a set of springs for a jeep Say you already have a lift, you already have all that, but you want a new set of springs. It's only like 400 bucks to get all four springs. Like they're relatively inexpensive yeah, for how much expensive. steel. I mean, dude, some Gladiator springs are huge. They're, they they got to be two and a half feet, you know? So like the fact that you can pay a decent price for a spring and you know what? If it's only got a two-year, three-year service life before it's clapped out, I don't know. So be it. <laughs> you know, like that's also the name of the game. I guess double-edged sword of it, right? You got to pay to play. Yeah. Things wear yeah. out. You, yeah, we can't sell true. you a, the never ending or what is it called? An everlasting gobstopper, right? Yeah, like that doesn't yeah. exist. Doesn't Things exist. have wear items, right? Like, yeah. And I, I replaced the springs on mine shortly after I got it. So it's been probably about a year and a half since I put new springs on it. I don't, I don't think it's settled much, but I went from what were supposed to be three and a half inch springs, which I don't think were three and a half inch springs. And went to a four and a half and it was like probably a two inch difference, yeah. you know, like there was a big difference in, in ride height. Well, that's kind of how Bob's was even like, yeah. Speaking of the devil, that, I mean, his was supposed to be a four and a half inch lift and we put five and a half inch springs on it. I think turned yeah. into a monster truck compared to what it was. Yeah. Hey dude, don't interrupt the podcast. What? That is nice. You have obnoxious sneezes and Hannah has the exact opposite. They're so tiny that it. You barely even meter it in your ear. Kind of like brings a tear to your eye. Sounds yeah. like you stepped on someone's pet <laughs> hamster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish you guys could all see Kevin's face right now. Oh, the thing stuck. Well, the lens cap's on, so. Um, oh, you know what you don't? You definitely don't need uh, a break upgrade on a Rubicon Recon 392. They got some beefy brakes. Dude. Those things are like off of their freaking... 2500 one ton truck or whatever <laughs> dude that thing drove so nice it's like for being like an ungeared jeep on 40s it was like that's true right we didn't gear yeah. it no and i think we touched on that on the last podcast because they come yeah. with 373 gears and uh again it's why they do the front axle disconnect delete and why they do the 373 gears is just to keep the power kind of under control so you don't just yeah. rip the bottom of your car off when yeah. you hit the gas because the thing is fast as shit yeah yeah um I remember watching, I think we talked about this the last time, but 
I remember watching a story on Evo and it was on Instagram or whatever, but they were taking the transfer case out of the 392 because it has that viscous coupler, mm-hmm. right? And now we see that that that's part of the all-wheel drive system. So they're going to an actual like full selectable, yeah. you know, it's got the regular two-wheel drive. Which, which really it. is the right way to do it in my opinion. I think so. Yeah. But they're also trying to save you from blowing U-joints every two seconds. So I think it depends on the experience level of the end user. Yeah. Because if you're a newbie and you go and – try and rip a 392 with a regular transfer case in it, dude, you're probably going to be breaking some stuff. I mean, there's supposed yeah. to be fail points in production vehicles, right? Incoming. Yeah. Yeah, they're supposed to be. Hello. Oh, it's... Uh... Hey, hey, Perry. Hi, Perry. I didn't know it was a... That's okay. You on the radio? Yeah. When did you become a... You can come we, in. We, yeah, come in, sit down for a minute, Perry. We knew we were going to get interrupted. That's why we're doing it. It's an experiment. <laughs> it's an experiment. <laughs> That's Perry, uh, one of our good customers. Um, uh, so, yeah. Oh, one other thing before we before we uh, wrap up and start actually helping our customers today, um, we did do. We we are going to do. We haven't done a PSC upgrade on a Hemi yet, but we're no. going to. I don't think we've done one on a JL in general. We always do the, uh, what are those? The, what are <laughs> Carlos really doesn't like Amazon delivery people, and if that guy just a, found if out. If you got a bag in your hand, he is not happy. Well, I think what it is is uh, if you just walk in, it's fine. But if you try to run away, then he goes, oh, you want to run away? I'm going to bite your ass. <laughs> so just don't run away. If you come to my shop and Carlos barks at you, just don't run away. Just look at him, and then he'll go, oh, okay. I got it. <laughs> I see, though. He's happy. It's he's so, so funny because he's, like, the most, like, harmless, derpy, like, will lie on his back. <laughs> what the? God damn it. I'm just going to do it from down here. I'm over this. See, it doesn't even take cut water. No, it doesn't. Um, no, we've done <laughs> those. This chair. We've done those apex steerings before on the JLs, and those are cool because they tweak the factory pump to give you a little bit more line pressure, um, and that's how you get your extra little steering boost. But I think the full full benefit would be going to the PSC, which we and haven't then, done yet. So I'm pretty excited. And so, to what do you think that. about um, the PSC no RAM versus RAM? Right, like I, I like their is the boxes stronger. Yeah. Right. The Put a pump in, you get more pressure. You get the cooling fill, uh, uh, set up, so you're cooling the. Yeah, they hold know, a lot of fluid. They hold a yeah, lot of fluid, a lot and of you're fluid. getting a, a better fluid, right? Because mm-hmm. we're using uh, Swepco. the Swepco. Well, that's one of the cool things about the Apex one is it does add a cooler into the system as yeah. well, too, which seems to be like the biggest issue with all the jails is the steering gets hot, and then they overheat, and they don't want to steer anymore. Yeah, and and I think that's what our customer experienced out. Um, was it Johnson Valley when he overheated? They were in Big Bear when oh, they Big were Bear. having uh, steering overheating problems. Yeah, so he's going to upgrade to a PSC, which but he went with the full RAM and everything, right? Oh yeah, yeah. RAM they, assist. Wanted, they wanted the RAM assist and all, so it's the whole it's the whole kit. Yeah, yeah. which is cool. So we're going to see how that works, and we'll keep you guys posted. Um, I I like him. I, the, the RAM assist is one of those things where I think if you're an experienced wheeler and you're really in tune with your car and you understand where your wheels are at and how much to turn and not to turn. It's beneficial. Maybe look out your windows. I don't know. Yeah, it's beneficial. It's beneficial. <laughs> We've been on the Rubicon before, and there are guys with the Ram Assist, and I don't know if they're just not paying attention, and they get up against a rock, and they steer, and it doesn't go, and then they do it again, and the Ram goes, cool, you want to go that way? We'll go that way. And the rock has nowhere to go, so it just takes the tie rod and folds it in half. Oh. 
because the RAM is going to go no matter what because you're feeding hydraulic power to yeah. it. Yeah, there's what, 20,000 PSI to that thing yeah. or something yeah. like that? You know, now, like it's the, moving. Plus, they become very touchy on the street, too. Very touchy on so. the street because uh, you start getting a little you're, – you're, you're correcting the whole time because the RAM isn't, like, quick enough, right? There's a, there's a millisecond of time before the pressure gets there. And then the pressure, and then you're counteracting the pressure, and so a bunch can, of little like gates right? that are opening and closing, opening and closing, opening. Yeah, closing, so you, you know? so you have to uh, take pros and cons, right? Like, am I going to be driving this to work every day down the 15 in traffic, and this is going to suck? Okay, maybe don't get the RAM assist. Just get the regular PSC upgrade, uh, or I'm going to wheel this thing. I'm going to trailer it to where I'm going, or I'm just going to drive it to where I'm going and wheel it hard. Um, and he's got the RPM, so he's got the big two inch. Tie rod, so he's going to be able to lean into it more than a guy who's got a you know a different yeah. mm-hmm. tie rod. But I don't know. I I like him. I just think that uh, that's one of those things that uh, it's advanced. Yeah. Right. There's only really a couple companies out there that are doing that. I mean, we have Apex, which is like tweaking your factory stuff, adding in a couple little bits like coolers. You have PSC, which. Um, yeah, they've been in the game forever. They've been in the game forever. They're doing like big board boxes, you know, high pressure pumps, coolers, rams, like you name it. Then you also have Howe, which is doing basically the same thing PSC is. I don't want to say they're the same because they're not. But, you know, like they're all very, very in tune with what. And what's the, the other one? Redneck? Redneck Ram. Yeah, redneck yeah rams. they're another one you send your steering box off to and they'll they'll port it for the for the. Uh, Ram assist, but I remember talking to Hal because I bought a Hal box for my JK, which I need to send him. Um, and I remember talking to him and I was like, I don't think I want a Ram, you know, like I'm not going much bigger than 37s. I think I'll be fine. And he goes, well, what's stopping you from doing that? I go, I've driven them before and I don't like how they drive on the street. He goes, I don't think that's the way that they should be. He goes, I, sh- I should be able to make a setup for you that is comfortable on the street and you shouldn't even notice that it's there. But when you get into the rocks and the techno stuff, you know it's there and it's helping you. Does that so, exist though? Because I feel like well, there's that, so. That's what Hal's trying but to that's do, what, right? That's what Hal's trying to tell me is that. Is that, that realistic he, though? I think so. I think there's like the way that somebody explained to me is at, in the small turns of the wheel, it's not giving as much fluid to that ram. So it's not moving it as much. But when you start doing full crank and you're really trying to move it in the rocks, it almost has like a progressive feel to it. You know, we're like, hey, in this little section, it's very docile, very mellow. Yeah. But when you start turning, that's when it's really feeding some pressure to that ram and like getting you to get through the rocks and do all the stuff that you need to do. So I think that's that's where he's at with it is like there's a way to make it work, you know. Well, there's got to be, right? I mean, it makes sense. Think about a shock, right? These guys are making triple bypass shocks that when you're driving slow, it's doing something. But when you're driving fast, it's doing something totally different. Yeah, like the Same whole thing. live valve. It's, and it's and it's hydraulics, dude. The shock is just hydraulics. Yeah. So how is putting that into the uh into the setup for for the for their steering, for the steering and stuff. where where in this range it's pushing through a set of valves that are super soft, but mm-hmm. then when you go really hard, it's gotta push through another you know, just it's these like, guys are smart. You it's know, like two strokes at the reed valves, right? Where they have like almost dual stage reed valves. Yeah. Where there's a small like fiberglass one that opens real easy for like your low end stuff. And then you yes. have like the big ones that take over when you really have some air moving through that. I'm assuming it's somewhat similar. the same it's thing as similar. that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I know that for some people this might be like an opinion based thing to say, but like I just, I've talked to a lot of like suspension guys, like kind of what you were saying. And like I've always been told that, um, like, you know, 
we can tune your car to make it buggy through the whoops, right? Or we can make this thing, you know, be able to huck jumps, or we can make you be able to go really fast or corner, but like we can't do everything. You kind of have to like pick like yeah, maybe two of those, right? Like, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, maybe there's other aspects of this industry that are not that, but, uh, I just know that, that that's what some people say. Yeah. So I could be wrong. Again, PSC, how, if you're listening, Come in, please, and be on our podcast. So you can that would be to that us. would be pretty rad. To, <laughs> he's local. To he's a local guys. guy. He's down in Ramona. what Santee? Oh, how? How I think is Ramona. Was well, he needs to come in saying. because I would just listen to him all day talking. Yeah, about and PSC's he's turn all state. our mics off. <laughs> PSC's in a different state. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, PSC. You can come out too. Ooh, because you're both on. You guys can debate. We have the phone thing. Yeah, that's true. We, we could phone call a friend. Yeah, make him fight. Call in and see what's going on. That's great. That would be that would be super rad to I I talked to the guys um I, I talked to the main guy at Hal for like no joke thirty minutes I had one question for him ended up talking to him for thirty minutes and just like the knowledge he was reverberating to me I'm like this all makes sense now I feel like I could build my own steering system you know like he was very he was very knowledgeable when it came to that stuff and I'm sure he just gets stoked to just inform people on what they don't know yeah you that's know? cool those old school dudes that like genuinely like. You know, they enjoy it and they're so hyped on like, you know, being able to share that knowledge with other people because there's so many people in this industry that won't do that. There's so many people. But those old school guys, like, like I think that's rad. Me and David went up to this guy, Blaine. He does black magic breaks. And this dude is just does witchcraft. He's the TJ whisperer. Yeah. That dude (laughs) can build you like the baddest TJ you've ever seen. And he and we went up there to buy a set of brakes for my Jeep. Um, But I had the Terraflex high steer kit which i had to change the passenger side knuckle and so the kit wouldn't work uh his kit wouldn't work so he says no just bring me the knuckle and i'll like machine it machine it and make it work so i was like oh rad so we drove up there and he took the knuckle from me and machined it and he gave us a tour of his property and was telling us when you're doing this you do this like no secrets just pretty much just this is what you do he was stoked we spent like a whole hour up there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, dude, he's a cool dude. Super cool. Talk about a cool old guy who knows what he's doing. This is yeah. this is the guy. I forget what forum he's on, but he's on a couple of forums where he's really like involved in the forum trying to get people to yeah. not make mistakes and do the right thing. So I don't know. We like we like Blaine. Blaine's yeah. a good dude. We don't have enough of that anymore. Yeah. No. I try to give the information away, but people don't uh you know, they don't wanna listen. Carlos is trying <laughs> to eat people again. Why? Yeah. What's up, dude? That's our attack dog, sorry. Dude. We have more customers, so. Oh, what'd you do, Kevin? Welding burn. Welding burn? You didn't just go give blood? No. You could have milked that story way more. <laughs> Got attacked by I a was bear. Saving. Come on in. We're doing our morning podcast. You can't do a podcast every morning? No. Bent Motorsports. It's, it's zero productive. <laughs> Bad motorsports in the morning. Can you imagine if we were drinking <laughs> cut waters when we first got here? <laughs> yeah, we traded coffee for cut water. Um, it's like eight thirty. I don't know if it's that. It's nine. We got nine twenty. Nine twenty. Cut water. Cool. Well, Blake and Kevin, welcome to the podcast. What's up? What's today's topic? What do you guys been talking? We've been talking about our three ninety two builds we're doing and what uh, got do's and don'ts on what you're doing for a three ninety two because they're a little different. Yeah. Than the regular Jeeps that are out there. Um, but you're here to pick up your Jeep, so let's, do let's that. just go do that shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Enough blabbering. Was this, was this live? Yeah. No, yeah. not live. Oh, okay. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. I'm not coming back. I have work to do. <laughs> <laughs>
Get out of my way, Curtis. Tits on my arm. Give you more than that in a minute.